This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome back to The Flash, episode 16. Tonight we are covering the Norathon, trying to fix the past. A new duo, a partnership between Detective and DA, and Cicada Times 2. What's going on? Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. Yeah, we are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> With two of us, just the two of us, just tonight. Two of us tonight. But don't worry, Jamie will be back How's it next going, week, y'all. She will be. She will be. I am your host, Zach Silverman. We are on tonight's episode of The Flash, episode 16 Failure is an Orphan. Chauncey, my lovely, lovely panelist. Hi, y'all. It's Chauncey K. Robinson. And uh, let's get right into it. Yes. It was, I I don't know, this episode, well, we were talking while we were watching it, and I I thought the episode felt like it was going on for a while, and you told me you felt like it was actually really... It was a um, weird duo. I thought it was going on for a while, but at the same time, I thought all the events was happening kind of fast. So the events were happening, but I was like, oh, this show's still going on. So we're not done yet. And we have another, like, commercial break, and then we have more. So I was, like, kind of enjoying it, but not. yeah. Give me your thoughts on the episode uh, total. I mean, I overall, like I said, I felt like um, it was long. It felt long. I don't know. Like halfway through, I'm like, wow, we're still like going. And I mean, maybe it was because, like you're saying, so much stuff was happening. Things were happening. Things got resolved quickly. But then, like, you know, that thing at the end was like a total like ace in the hole type of deal. I I kind of have mixed feelings about a lot of the stuff that happened. Um, for the episode tonight. For the episode tonight, I had I had very mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Yeah, I like to, some like, stuff. Where things are going to be going in the future. Yeah, some okay. stuff I really liked, and then some stuff I was kind of like, I wasn't. It, it goes back to. I mean, we'll get into it with the whole cicada thing. Kind of totally. goes back to this whole thing with this invincible cicada power thing. Even with the new one person, it's like. I'm not totally convinced, so. You just are unhappy with the, the baddie of the season. <laughs> I'm not. I guess, I'm kind of convinced. Guess, yeah. I might have to go ahead and say Cicada might just be the 
big baddie of the season, even though I don't want it to be, but... I don't think he's the big baddie of the whole season. I just think... There's a lot of people in the chat that think... To, he's that the majority baddie of... How about majority baddie? Majority baddie. I'm okay with saying majority baddie. He's not the overall arcing, but some can argue that he is. Anyway, let's get into it. I thought tonight's episode was interesting. What did you think? What? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This has nothing really to do with the music, but um, I love the music tonight. Okay. Yeah, it had like a very soft tone that was going on throughout uh, that I liked. There were some, I mean, and we'll get into it, of course, there were some really great moments. Yes, and I think that's what I'm kind of attributing to, the music that added to the moments that we got a lot of things that we were missing for so long that I'm just like, it's back. Yes. And it's like heartwarming. It's great. Yeah. Um, cool. So our first topic is Iris and Nora. Yeah. Well, with, yeah. Well, yeah. We can get into Iris and Nora. Yeah. Let's, we'll get into it. Iris and Nora. Um, well, with this, with this thing, you know, there's a whole thing of Cicada going on and what's going on with Nora and Thon. But then there's the idea of Iris not wanting to let go of Iris in this time. Of Nora. Oh, sorry. I got it reversed. Uh, but yeah, she didn't want to let her go. And it's I thought, heartwarming. Yeah, it was heartwarming. I did. I got where Iris was coming from. But then part of me was kind of like, well, they are trying to find Takeda right now. You know, it's kind of like, I get you want that moment. But yeah. it's. But would it even be required that as soon as they find Takeda that, that Nora has to just like evaporate and just go away? Like she could probably stay an extra week or something. Uh, that's really testing the time. Okay, the she's been there for months, though. They've, they've tested the time. It's been tested. Yeah, like, but I'm. Uh, I, I yes, yes, and no. I see what you're saying. I get it. I think um, they could have a day or two with yeah. her to enjoy themselves. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have a nice send-off. But um, I just feel like, and I was saying it prior in other episodes, like every day that she's there is affecting the timeline so, so much. And we got to see some of that tonight and where that came from. I'll get into that in a second. My thoughts with Iris and Nora, though, just what you were saying. This sense of urgency, this is the second episode that, like, you know, Iris wasn't with, uh, of really around at all during King Shark and Gorilla Grodd, and she's, and there was, like, no urgency to, like, do her job to be the, you know, investigative reporter to kind of get the good stuff. And so in this episode also, I feel like, you know, her mind wasn't in the game. She was just, like, worried about her daughter. Well, I mean, I feel like... She was worried about spending time with her daughter as opposed to... Doing the whole cicada thing. And I get where she's coming from and just like, oh, you know, once you know, once you're gone, like once we cure a cicada, then you know, I have all these things that we're finally getting together. You're like, don't get me wrong, it's very heartwarming that they both now get along. You know, and we're getting to see a good dynamic that wasn't ever wasn't ever there in the in in Nora's actual timeline. Yeah. So she's loving and learning something completely different herself. 
Well, you know, the thing is, I I understood where Iris was coming from. And I think what this also goes into is the idea of, you know, Iris and Barry have been, you know, they are the Flash and whatnot for so long. And in that sense that even in the midst of, like, you know, Nora had told her, like, oh, my God, we've been trying to find Cicada. You've been trying to take me away this whole time. Like, how... I felt like Nora was sort of telling her, like, how at a time like this can you think about, like, us going sightseeing? Yeah. But it's also, I think it comes to this idea of Iris is so used to being in the midst of danger that she's gotten this coping mechanism, and not in a negative sense, but this coping mechanism of being able to take those small moments of, Mm. okay, yeah, the end of the world might happen, or, like, two or so seasons ago, I might die, but, you know, I think we should, (laughs) you know, I got to... Things have to move forward because this could be our last moment. So there's a mixture of, I think, Iris just being so conditioned to be able to be like, yes, the world will always be on the brink of ending and things will always happen. But let's take this moment. And Nora's new. Nora's still young in mind. And although, you know, she's has a lot on her shoulders, she's still young in mind. And she doesn't have that same dynamic that Iris has of being in the midst of being on Team Flash for so long that even in the midst of danger, they have time to have these sweet talks that people do and things of that nature. it was more than a sweet talk. I mean, she literally had a whole list of things that she wanted to go and do. I think it's, there's time for those sweet talks. Yeah. But like going to Jitters and saying like, hey, check out your like espresso named coffee, you know, and like sightseeing and all those things. I get what you're saying, and it's kind of like a cool superpower of her own to have. Do you think that will ever affect her come further seasons where, you know, it will inhibit her? Because I'm seeing it inhibit her and Team Flash a little bit, where she wasn't even in last episode. Now, that could be because of, like, the writers and, like, you know, the actor might having some other scheduling things. But let's say in that universe, you know, if she's worried about the tiny things of, like, you know, coping with it, like, I feel like that could that could be a downfall of her. I felt like she but she was in last episode. She just had more of a I mean I wasn't as happy with that B plot that she had. I wasn't had, happy at all with it. But she she definitely, you know, was there and that I mean it was more so let's get used to Joe being back. Joe and Iris had their moment last episode and Joe and Barry had their very touching oh, moment this episode which was awesome. I and I think it was more so about that. But I think I don't think it's inhibiting her. I think what we're learning and even what we saw in the future when Barry might possibly disappear and Iris is left raising a child that she has to be this person that despite the world falling and crumbling around down around her she still has to be able to go on with her she day so I think that's what we saw glimpses of of being like yes you yeah. may go but let's take these moments and I don't see that as a negative well I wasn't saying as a negative I was asking do you think it'll ever pose a problem for her because she does have these great powerful moments of hey take a moment let's yeah. slow down and like for lack of better words smell the roses even perspective i mean that's one of the things that iris has always been able to do that's for barry is that she's always been able to when she talks to him when he's frazzled because of the speed and all this other stuff she's able to speak to him and things come to him because she i don't want to say she's his lightning rod but she is but it's more she's so <laughs> it is but that's the truth but it is, it's right. more so also she gives perspective and i think she's doing that with nora as well so cool i like it yeah Awesome. So, 
Hey guys, before we move on to our next topic, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of the of Afterbus TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate your you supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Lovely. Always, always so lovely. I like doing that, but you do it much better. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. So many compliments. <laughs> and. <laughs> and. Anyway, um, we have Nora and Thon. Uh, small little plot. Obviously, the episode got to start off uh, in the future, getting to see what's going on. And I love this little scene. I, I still don't know where we are, what's going on. Is it a jail cell? What's the counter? Click time thing, you know, counting down. He has access to a computer and he's looking at the timeline for, for you know, he's looking at the timeline. And this is the moment they have been looking for. And I, I just, I can't figure out whether he's on a good side or bad side. I think, I, I feel like I, at this point... I don't know if he has alter- ulterior motives. I think he does. I think Thawne will always have ulterior motives. I just don't know if his ulterior motives, because he's such a genius, because he knows so much, if it's in direct contrast to Barry. Like, maybe he wants something that Barry can allow him this one time. Right. You know? So, I think in this particular case, one, Nora's still not telling the rest of the team about <laughs> dealing with Thawne. And it's no. just kind of like, when are we going to get to this point when that like, gets exposed? How can exposed? you not realize how much more help it, they will be with you just saying, hey, so I'm getting all this information from the future. It's from so-and-so. I know you don't like it, but, like, this is how it's happened all the time. So I'm trying to do something different. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's one of those things where, I mean, we've seen – and, you know, someone even said in the chat – I don't know if I necessarily completely agree. Chris Moe actually said that Nora's sort of a weak character. And I – you know, I I don't necessarily think she's weak. I just think what has been fell one of the failures of the season with her character. You know, she's great to, you know, be on screen and everything, but one of the failures is that she seems like she learns a lesson and then the very next episode it's, it's as just, though she never learned that lesson. Yeah. Because we there was a couple episodes back where she had the whole thing where she learned that she needed to lean on the team. Yeah. And then it you just know? kind of like went right under the rug. And we're still doing this thing with Dawn of her being solo. So it's like, did she learn anything this last so it's like so I got the whole thing where, you know, she's going to Thon and she still thinks he has the key to something. And it was ominous when he was saying someone's coming and he didn't know who. But, yeah, I that things just got weird towards the end of the episode. But that was very – that was a telling moment. It's always great to see Tom Cavanaugh play these different characters. So him It's playing, great to see him all, play all these different characters and in such a depth to, in this season because, you know, he's had, like, different characters – Pop in and pop out in other seasons, but this one he is like Sherlock the whole time and still playing Thon, which is great to get to actually see the back to back dynamics of the two of them. Yeah, because uh, they like make him older, frazzle hair with gray, and then the uh, Sherlock has like the beard and longer hair. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's great, and you forget who he is. Like, oh my god, that's two different people. You know, or it's the same person, yeah. but two different characters. They do a great job. Of, I mean, he does a great job with the chemistry with all the other actors. You can tell they're also comfortable around with, uh, around each other at this point. But also, yeah, him playing Thon. There's such a danger underneath 
when he plays Thon, this like brimming at the surface, which is always cool to uh, pay attention to. And also, yeah, like uh, one of the people in the chat who are joining us, Ivan had noticed that, you know, Thon gave Nora like a little like little nickname, runner. little runner. So I think, I don't, I'm not going to say fatherly because that's Barry, but it's, maybe he has some fondness for her. I mean, no, I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out how they met. I, <laughs> you know, like, how did that come about? Who sought out who, you know? I don't you know, know if we'll get an answer to that, but yeah. I would love that. No, you know, I when he said Little Runner, that was, uh, these past few encounters has been very, very fatherly-like. And he's, like, mentoring her. He's, like, doing more than just mentoring her. He's being, like, a father to her. It's very interesting how much he cares for her. And I don't know what his ulterior motive is, but even when describing about the timeline and... He was like talking to her about it. it. It was just it was coming from a place of love. It almost felt like yeah. I, I was getting confused. I was like, no, no, you're 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 evil. You are Thawne. <laughs> like you hate all of the Flash's family. How can you have a a care for this girl? Well, maybe that's going to be the layers that I mean. I I've always felt that Thawne has layers to him. He does. He's always been kind of a gray character in the sense, not so much in the gray character of how he refers to Barry because he's straight out evil. I want to destroy I your life, you, yeah. but in terms of like the overall world of things, he does believe in some sort of balance and and things of that nature. So I I think this may be playing into that, where it's like maybe something really bad is going to happen he realizes he has to help Nora yeah. so I'm not completely convinced that he doesn't have Ace up his sleeve but in this I'm starting to lean towards him kind of being on the good side quote unquote Yeah, for a little bit I could see that I'd be okay with that as well yeah you know he's a very dynamic character so mm. nice awesome well we had another uh, dynamic duo that we got to see tonight that I correct me if I'm wrong we haven't seen them paired together in this nature well, yes, we have. We have, but not... To- You're talking about Joe and Cecile, right? Yeah. Well, the back. thing about Joe and Cecile, they did, I think, work together at times They worked before at times they to- hooked up. Yes, and she was like... Not hooked up, married, yeah, I'm ma- sorry. Got married, yeah. <laughs> but she was DA and he was detective and yeah. that was that and just like strictly, you know, what'd you say to me? Like, uh, like office that's protocol. That's not appropriate pro- office, office work, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, and like you could look right into the jail cell, and the girl, like you could see in between them kissing uh, the doctor, yeah, looking right out. Like, like, how can she not say something to that? Like, <laughs> so like, you guys done making out before you, like, you know, interrogate, interrogate me? me and hold me here for however long. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a decent... I mean, this is the thing. Joe is back. Uh, Jesse Elmarin, who I love, has been away for some uh, episodes. And, you know, his presence back is so... You you could tell the difference, right? Just, like, with some of the characters he's able to interact with in this point. And Cecile has, of course, been great, you know, doing plots and things. She teamed up with Ralph some episodes ago. She was great. Ralph, who wasn't in this episode at all. I think this is like the second episode he's missed. Yeah. I don't know uh, well, where he's at. He was here, filming with us. <laughs> that one I'm time. almost certain that's where how that all lined up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, in real time. But I'm yeah, talking about character-wise. All this is going down and Ralph is like nowhere to be seen. But um, I think in this sense, it was a nice moment for them because one sometimes I forget that Cecile still has her powers until like she reminds us oh I feel the rage well it's interesting the chat was uh, talking about how we we thought she was telepathic and have you noticed what they've been doing changing it a little Mm -hmm. bit where she's more of an empath now yeah and doesn't like she's 
saying the feelings instead of like what they're thinking. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, then it wasn't. Didn't something happen where her powers kind of dulled after she had the baby? Yeah. So maybe that's what they. I don't want to say dulled because I think that's just as strong of a thing to be able to sense. Oh my god! You know, so much the, more the emotions as yeah. opposed to the, the. I mean, I would say being able to hear someone's exact thoughts <laughs> is a little bit more you know specific but I think after she had the baby they kind of dulled for a little bit or she lost her powers or something I guess she was just learning how to access them yeah yeah because she had to use the inhibitor thing to like talk to herself or you Mm -hmm. know that's where Killer Frost got the idea yeah yeah and I think you know with her and Joe it was nice to see them as a couple again I I shipped them I think they're cute and I think with their dynamic it was nice because Joe is such he plays cops so well if you guys remember him on Law and Order Order, Jesse L. Martin does the cop thing so well and so it was nice to see that and then it's like supernatural cop duo because (laughs) she's a meta okay so this was my issue with all that though (laughs) um they're in there, and she's like, all right, we got this thing. Like, I'll, 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 I'll fidget with my ring, and then, like, you'll know something's up. Which, by the way, her ring was on her middle finger, not her actual ring finger. I don't know what's going on with that. It's probably something with props. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're missing your ring. Yeah, I'll show it off. Um, I didn't like how she's a DA, and she's coming up in here and being like, do something. Arrest her. Da, 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 da. It's like due process. You have to have a warrant. <laughs> okay. Like, you have to have reasonable, you know... Reason of a doubt of when you could arrest somebody. And she's like storming off like you don't trust me and da, 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 all this other stuff. And I'm like, you should know better. Like Joe's doing it by the books. He's doing it right. And you're going to get mad at him because he's doing it right? Yeah. I, I just didn't like that little I, – I thought that fight was unnecessary. I understand why they put it in there so they could have a nice little makeup and have like a, an actual good duoing of a team. But still like – I don't know. What do you think about that? I, the initial thing, at first I was like, oh my gosh, why is she making such a big deal about that? Because it's a little bit invasive that she's just kind of like, you have to put like cuffs on Dr. Ambrose or something. But I think more so she was kind of like, in her believing how great of a cop Joe tends to be, that she probably was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm telling you, uh, go in for the kill. Maybe not necessarily straight out arrest, but go in and do what you do, which we did see him do later once it, he revealed that he was actually, it was kind of more so him because of his insecurities of, I usually go with my gut, yeah. and now I have someone basically who kind of has a better gut, gut yeah. than I do. Yeah. And so how do I adapt to that? So we saw in the interrogation room him being able to once he got that confidence back, play off of that and do what he did, which was go in for the not the figurative kill right. and being able to get you know vibes from yeah, yeah, and then go in and Extract do what he does and, great. Yeah. So I think it worked out. Once again, I don't know if it was the most necessary plot line, but it serves its purpose. I get why they did it. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just happy to have him back. I mean, with him back working with Cecile, we get great moments. That we got to see with him and Barry, yeah. one of my most favorite moments because now it's moment. like the, the the student becomes the teacher almost. Yes, you know, and it was it was really you need to just tell these actors are so like the way they can play off of each other and that those years of relationship it's just it there. just it showed through so well in that scene. So. It was beautiful, great advice, um, and. I just I find it so funny how Nora the whole episode was just like, but Dad, why don't you try this, try that, try this, and it's like every episode we see, it, we I kind of make fun of it sometimes, like, oh, that's quite a speech to come up with like last minute, but like it's true. Barry comes up with it on the spot. Yeah. It's not something that that's a quality character of a hero. Yeah, 
you know, and Barry shows it through and through. And it's funny to see Nora look at him and be like, but you are this beautiful hero, this amazing hero. Like, this is how I envision you and this is how the stories say and my book says it and the, everything of the museum. She's never got to see the process. Yeah. And I, it always, I mean, yeah, with the with the main plot where they were trying to think of a a, a thing to say to Cicada, it was kind of weird that everyone's like, okay, do you know what you're going to say? Like, no, no hero thinks about no. what they're going to say. Like, That's Barry so doesn't cheesy. go home at night and be like, what am I going to say to my, you know, villain? That's like, so, so self That's a villain-esque like, thing where they're like, I'm going to do my diatribe of <laughs> right? saying, like, why I'm going to beat you and, like, why I deserve to do what I'm doing and, like, how yeah. I'm going to kill you or any – like, that's a that's a evil, like – thing and not a a villain thing that's not a hero thing yeah it was a little weird that they were like expecting him to know what he was going to say already i was like he's never practiced that before has he ever gone this gone over this before with you guys so that was a little weird but i guess they needed that so that nora could go through the the things with him what'd you think of that like rehashing some of the things that 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 has been said to previous baddies. I think it's, you know, it's great for longtime fans who have watched the show, who have seen these moments. So it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, it is, it's the fifth year. This was is it the cheesy five. at all? I don't think it was cheesy. I think, I mean, anything that comes out of Nora's mouth sometimes can be cheesy. <laughs> Not, no shade toward I, the character. I, but I she's a like, giddy kind of girl. I and love seeing that, actually. When that she's moment. like, oh, my gosh, you did this, Dad. And it's like, yeah, you know, it, it can seem cheesy, but you also are reminded of, how awesome Barry is as a hero. fan too. Yeah. He's an awesome, he's a really awesome character for the most part. And sometimes he doesn't get his credit, you know, because at times there's this whole thing of needing to be a hardened hero or always brooding and Barry, that he doesn't fall into that trope. You know, he's more of a character, he's more of a, he's always been that character that goes with more about you know, feelings and hugs and let me talk to you. And sometimes people make fun of it. You can make fun of it, but it's actually effective. It's very effective. Yeah. That's what makes Barry Barry. Yes. That's great. And it, uh, you know, it didn't do so well the first round. It did not. But uh, we got to see more cicada fighting. Yes. And uh, finally coming to a close of it. Ish. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, all of that leading up to it, it was, it. I mean... I kind of knew the legacy thing wasn't going to work because why would he care? He's got he's a person at this point who has nothing to lose. I'm pretty sure he almost said he would like kill himself after he kills all the metas. Yeah. Right. And the thing I wrote down in my notes while watching it was why not bring up his niece? Like, why can't you find a connection with the niece somehow? It's too and, quick. It's too easy. Yeah. All right, when I, when we got to this whole scene, I was just like, oh, oh, we're doing this now. Like, they know where he's at. Barry's going to go there. Like, OK. And you know what? What really kind of pissed me off was they didn't – and they've done this before where I feel like they should have taken the photo from what we saw in the future and they should have mirrored it. It should have been like you know that moment where we as an audience can see this is where the timeline skews. Okay. You know, But it didn't even seem like they were in an, the exact alleyway where you know Nora was so insistent on like this is it. This is the moment where Cicada – like you disappear or Cicada is, is finally defeated. Yeah. I mean, I felt like even from the beginning, they kind of foreshadowed that whatever Nora thought was going to happen wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so maybe Nora they didn't. Says that never works. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. <laughs> Nothing I, against her, I, but I, I mean, let's face it. You too, know, you know, you know, thrown off about the fact that they didn't show it exactly. Um, I, yeah, it was. I mean, eventually they do get to this point where you know Barry 
chose him Barry, like who I am, yeah. which I think worked. Yet again. You know, once again, it worked. And I knew he was going to pull of off course, his Of course. The second – you know what? It's interesting. <laughs> I thought he – when he said, like, I'm not going to go to him as the Flash, I legit thought he was just going to walk up to him as, like, as Barry. Barry Allen. But I felt like he needed to, like, yeah. be in a suit for at least a little bit yeah, or just something. For that reveal. Just I think that case. reveal is something that really is impactful where yeah. they're like, oh, Okay. Yeah, and, you know, also in the midst of this, you know, Dr. Ambrose, I mean, that was a big plot twist to be able to know, the, for Barry to be able to go to Cicada and say Grace is a meta, a meta yeah. you know, which, I I mean, they didn't hint at that at all, did they? Yeah. I mean, leading uh, up to of, that moment. The episode. Well, the uh, episode where they were in her in mind, mind, and, and we knew she had hate. Yeah. In her. Yeah. But we didn't know she had powers, right? No, we had no idea because she was just laying in bed the whole yeah. time. So this episode is the reaction of that where – because I honestly, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I knew I knew Grace had anger in her where she kind of was behind her uncle's, you know, campaign and things of, of killing Metas because she felt like, yeah, they do damage. But I didn't know they were going to do this thing where she was going to be a Meta herself. So that was a good twist. You know, sometimes, I'm not going to say it's paint by the numbers, but sometimes you can kind of call things that, like, we knew Nora's plan wasn't going to work. We knew all of that. But every, every so often they throw in something where are like, oh, they're going to go that route with it. So, I mean, I thought that that really worked. And you know, it was nice to, we finally got kind of a motivation for Dr. Ambrose yeah, where we that was had the not there the whole time. We we had it. We saw it. I mean, it was brought up, and we understood it. But we got more of her as to why, like she was helping out. Cicada. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, but the thing is, before that, when she would talk to Cicada, it would be like, "Oh, don't you think I get tired of helping these patients who are always getting caught up in meta things?" It was nothing about my fiance. I've lost people too, or anything like that. So I just no, thought they—they really, they got really specific with it. I thought we saw that. We there was it was brought up in a past episode. Did they bring up her her, her fiance specifically? I thought she yeah. just brought up losing her client, uh, not clients, her patients to meta fights. I don't think they. I think Maybe this is the didn't. first time. It might be the first time. I, I think this I, first time they brought up the the fiance. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that definitely brings a lot more power behind it. And then, and then, I mean, I knew something bad happened to someone that she loved. Like you, you're, you have you take an, an oath not to hurt somebody as a doctor. And if you're like, that's probably the one thing that would set someone over, tip the scales. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. So that, but then she gets, and that, I didn't like that. Okay, I did not like... I mean, I get it. Dr. Ambrose has been kind of not the bad guy, but she's kind of a great character. I was not feeling the fact that Grace, future Grace, killed her. I don't know what you thought about that. I just thought that was whack because that she had basically s- been keeping this girl alive. alive. Yeah. Did she not recognize her? I think all that was <laughs> was the fact that she was upset. She helped facilitate taking her uncle's powers away. But that's she's like almost your stepmom at this point. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you like? How does she just unceremoniously just get killed when she's been keeping this little girl alive for all that time? Because does she not in, remember that? Uh, she has to. In in the mind, she was just like, oh, I've been listening the whole time. So she's been like, and even d- the doctor, I'm almost certain, was in one of her memories. Yeah. And so she's listening to the hate from her. So listening to the hate from her uncle. Why would you go and kill somebody that like that's your manifesto right there? And the uncle cares for this woman in a way. I mean, we yeah. they had a moment. Right 
right before she went under. Is he not? If the, if he doesn't say something about being slightly mad that she killed Dr. Ambrose, I'm going to be a little annoyed because this woman had a whole arc she with kept this guy. both of them alive. You know, and it's just like, so you just unceremoniously just killed this woman who's been like ride or die for you and your uncle. Yeah, he's had <laughs> so months. many moments. So like, many moments. I don't know. That, ru- that rubbed me a little wrong, you know? It did. And it was nice to have a character you know, played like, you know, for representation's sake, where that had those layers, that was kind of that great villainous kind of character. And it was, you know, I think it was a little short lived. Seb is saying, really? Just a great character? She was a hardcore accessory to serial murder. 100% evil. Oh, we're not okay, denying I don't know about she's 100% not evil. evil. I mean, well, I'm denying. I don't think she was. I think she was evil, but not 100% evil. I think that she had layers to her. We clearly saw her motive of oh, losing yeah. her fiance. Like, yeah, killing people's bad, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, she had layers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, the plot I, was kind of wrapped up. Yeah. You know, Cicada did lose his powers for once, finally. And uh, all to be for- thwarted. Thwarted? Thwarted. 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 Thwarted by... <laughs> A older version of uh, Cicada Grace. Which, like the chat is asking, I, I was just like, how did she get there? Who is oh, the, who got her there? I know how. Okay, how? I have my predictions. Okay, we'll so we'll do a prediction. But I, that, when that happened, I was just like, how did, it, what? And this is, okay, so this is why I want to talk about the part. I love the Joe and Barry thing, but the part I did not care about with this episode was, just like I've not cared about with, a lot of stuff with Cicada going on this long and there are still multiple I mean we're not we're in episode 16 but there's gonna of course that's she's the second baddie so yeah. he was not the baddie for the whole entire season <laughs> but um <laughs> the, the thing with that it was like okay Cicada they couldn't beat him he'd always fly off and okay so this woman she knows like Bad moves and stuff okay, like I that. Was, I think I know. I was upset with seeing that until she She beat the, the whole mask. team flash. Yes, yes but that's future Grace. Alright. A lot could happen. Like, she looks like she's in her 30s. What is she, Miss Marvel? Like, who knows what have happened in the future, you know? <laughs> well, not Miss um, Marvel, that's a different thing. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. How is she mean. that powerful? Yeah. And no one's heard of her. Nora does not remember her. No, I'll, I'll tell you how. I okay. know exactly how. I just, oh, I'm just saying in the present. I was just like, I'm tired of these people I've never even, like, not even, like, heard of in big times kind of coming in and kicking Team Flash's butt like yeah. that. Because it's like, how? Yeah. What 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 do you do? You know, you got some lightning coming out. You she dodge like she has Barry's a, thing. a little bit uh, different powers, which is interesting. But um, I don't know. We'll have to find out next episode, you know, when we get more of uh, Lady Cicada. I guess we could call her. Okay. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll just call her Cicada Deuce McConnors on it. No, that sounds like something, uh, you know, Deuce. Captain Cicada, no, not Miss. No. Captain Cicada. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I think that wraps up the episode. Let's get into news and gossip. Okay. After Buzz TV News. Well, the big news that has happened is that The Flash is getting a new showrunner, y'all, for season six. The Hollywood Reporter has broken the story that showrunner Todd Helbing will step down at the end of the current fifth season to focus on development for Warner Brothers TV. Eric Wallace, who has been the Flash on The Flash since season four and was the co-executive, you know, showrunner, will be taking over as the sole 
showrunner for season six. Um, you know, one of the things that Greg Berlanti said about Todd was that we are sad to see him go, but we will all be better for the many shows that he will no doubt create and run in the future. And Wallace's credits ha- are shows like Teen Wolf, mm. Z Nation, and one of my favorite shows from Sci-Fi Channel, Eureka. So I'm pretty excited. And I believe, he, from what I hear, he also wrote a few episodes on The Flash or headlined them, nice. such as Run, Iris, Run, ooh, and a few ooh, other ooh, ones ooh. that were really, like, fan favorites. So I think that's a good, you know, foreshadowing of where we're going to be going in season six. I love it. And then um, Candace Patton and others had some gr- a great time in, at the uh, big festival South by Southwest in Texas over the past weekend. It's the annual uh, huge festival of film, interactive media, music, and such. And uh, Patton was actually on a panel of inclusion and representation in action in the entertainment industry. And during the panel, the group spoke about representation and how it has changed in the entertainment industry since they began. They also spoke about the importance of including everyone in all types of mediums. And then finally, Candace and Emily Bet Rick Richards of The Arrow, another leading lady, uh, partied at the Roswell party at, the, at, at South by Southwest, which they look like they're having a lot of fun. Nice. And that other picture, it looked like there was um, uh, Nia Nalls from, Nia Nalls from uh, Supergirl right there in between. So Awesome. Nice. A whole DC, uh, you yeah. know. Gathering. Yeah, I'm excited about the new showrunner. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Awesome. Um, let's get right into the baddie breakdown of tonight. It's going to be quick, guys. Uh, we had a very funny and small plotline <laughs> character that it. we didn't even get to talk about. <laughs> Philip Masters, a.k.a. Acid Master, which I uh, loved how Cisco was like, wait a second, his last name really is Masters? Awesome. Um, he <laughs> appeared back in 1967. I think I lost the date. Uh, he's born in the U.S. He's uh, he was an analytical and research chemist specializing in acids. Uh, defected to Iron Curtain uh, countries in 1965 after being convicted of selling research secrets to the enemy. Now he's employed by them as a saboteur. Uh, Philip Henry Masters, aka Acid Master. Awesome and <laughs> easy come easy go. Did he get the? Defi- oh yeah, he went right into. He the went trailer. right into the cells. Like, are we even gonna gone. get his backstory? Nope, like, we don't need any any backstory from him. So, okay, um, cool. Well, let's do a quick round of predictions. Predictions. Yes. Now you're after Buzz TV. So I'm gonna do a prediction. Uh, predictions. Not next episode. Prediction of how Grace came into this. Okay, I want to hear your theory. And this is stemming off of what we know for uh, Daniel Panabaker, who directed episode 18, I think it is. Okay. Uh, The episode with Godspeed. Do you know where I'm going with this at all? No, go ahead. Okay, so Godspeed. He's another speedster. (laughs) I know that, yes. I'm sure he knows all about what's going on, just sitting in the backgrounds, kind of like watching what's going on. Probably went to the future, grabbed Grace, and brought her back. To be able to thwart everything. I'm messing up that word so much. Thwart. 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 Okay. Yes. Because um, he just hates Barry Allen. In the comics, he does at least. So I'm thinking that's how they're going to tie him in because, I mean, Godspeed's an awesome, huge character. And I can't imagine him just getting one episode. So I'm hoping they're going to. He's going to be the big baddie. So, or, some, or maybe a few episodes that will tie in how Grace was put into this. Um, and that's why Thawne saw the makings of a new timeline. Because, I mean, the makings of a new timeline can only happen from a speedster messing things up and, yeah. and you know, everyone else who was a speedster isn't messing up the timeline. They all know better. Okay. He's the only one that doesn't. 
That's my prediction. Well, that's a very good prediction. I um, I would be interested. That would be a very co- cool twist, and it would just be building on things. My prediction, especially for is, season six, you know, I think Nora's going to stick around for a while longer. I think things are going to happen. We're probably going to end the season on a cliffhanger of some sort, okay. and. I keep saying it, but eventually we will talk about and they will start to deal with the idea of Barry disappearing and why or how that happens. Maybe Man, after they just keep adding so much that like different plot lines. I thought the cicada, cicada thing was going to be wrapped up, but they threw this daughter thing in there. I, I got the jury's out on if I'm happy about that or not. So okay. <laughs> cool. Well, it's a good prediction. We'll have to find out next week, guys. Uh, until that time, my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a C-H Silverman 2. Chauncey. Yeah, my name once again is Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR and also on YouTube, my self-titled YouTube channel where I talk about all things horror, supernatural, and dark superhero. Awesome. Guys, thanks for joining us. Have a good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 